Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm giving you four seconds to swallow. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. Swag and drive, first pitch. It's two to nothing. The rain has come again. Oh, this guy. If you've only played golf. These games in September are huge, and he is coming up huge. And everybody's dancing in the rain in the Braves' dugout as Josh Donaldson makes it to zip. If you've ever played golf, and I'm an, uh, an avid golfer in the offseason, I, I just think there's certain golf holes that sit up to your eye. For some reason, the stadium sets up well for me. Uh, maybe it's the background, however however it's been, but I don't know. I've, I've taken a personal liking to it. I've had some great experiences here, and um, I'm looking forward to doing and putting up even more numbers here. The bringer of rain literally brought rain. It rained today, like right before Josh Donaldson's press I conference. Know. How symbolic. Coincidence? I think no, not. Oh, man. I think not. Pretty crazy, Judd. I enjoy a good it's rain, huh? middle of January, and the twins sign the bringer of rain. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, it starts well, raining. you know why? Because if Josh says rain, the weather gods are like, okay. Dude, we'll, we'll make it rain. We'll make it rain. If Josh that says a boss. stop raining, they say, okay, it'll stop, Josh. That was a great press conference. When, I, I, get, I do get roped in sometimes to great press conferences. Yeah, you do. Not uh, not the Tim Brewster one, I will say that. I didn't get roped into that one. <laughs> Jeez, that was a great press conference. Like He went up there, whatever watch that guy had on today was worth more than probably everything that all of us have ever spent money on. Yeah, he, was, he was wearing more than I make in a year. Between the suit and the watch, he definitely had more on his person today than I make in in a, in a, in a calendar year. Yeah. No doubt He's about it. pretty well for himself. In great shape, too. Thank you. He, no, not you. Oh, oh. 34-year-old. He's chiseled, man. He keeps himself in. That's tip-top shape right there. Thad Levine, speaking of guys who are in great shape, Thad Levine's Twins GM too. will join us here that's very no shortly. Joke. I'm Mackie and Judd with Rami. Write that down now on Wednesdays at 5 o'clock. So that's coming up in about an hour. But I want to I throw it to Judd here until Thad calls the hotline. Your main takeaway from today's Josh Donaldson press conference. That this guy, there's no BS. Like, there's going to be no... He's going to be a really interesting dynamic, uh, not only on the field, but in that clubhouse. Because, you know, you, and there was nothing wrong with this. It was actually very successful. But the 2019 Twins were more of the laid-back type, right? And Nelson Cruz is a commanding presence. I mean, super commanding. But his presence is more, I'm Nelson Cruz, I'm here, here's what I do, and he's just got the it factor. So guys are like, oh, that's awesome, let's do that too. And then and then he says, I'm going to take a nap, don't bother me, and then I'm going to hit. So complete respect there. 
But Josh Donaldson got up to that mic today, and did you notice the demeanor? Did you notice? Did you notice sort of the focus? And I liken him to a hockey player or maybe a football player, but I don't think there's a ton of baseball players. This guy looks like he's going to walk into that clubhouse and be, and he doesn't strike me as a guy who's there to collect a paycheck. I just I enjoy winning. I think over my entire career, um, I've been pretty successful at doing that and establish an environment that's successful for winning. And ultimately, it comes down to competing. You know, I've, I've enjoyed competing ever since I was, you know, a very small child. And um, the other end of that is I don't enjoy losing. So I want to do what it takes. And it's, you know, it's a long season, and sometimes people's feathers get a little bit ruffled, and that's okay. As long as you're staying true to yourself, well, you know, that's what I enjoy to do. I love the hired gun aspect of his personality, <laughs> of his of his offense. Just everything about him says hired gun. The way he dressed today was, uh, was hired gun. Just put on this ridiculously expensive suit and gold watch. And even in the way he answered questions, he did 25 minutes today, 25, 30 minutes of a press conference today. And really, there were two main takeaways. The Twins offered me and delivered a briefcase full of a lot of money, and I rake at Target Field. That's why I'm here. And the years. That was something that, that he brought up time and time again, was the number of years that the Twins were willing to commit to him, because other than signing two, having two years of his arbitration bought out, he's never had a multi-year contract, according to him and what he said multiple times at that press conference today. That That seemed to hit home for him, that the Twins were willing to invest and Josh Donaldson for the future, for the foreseeable, for the immediate future, at least of at least four years, maybe five. Nobody's ever made that kind of commitment to him in his baseball career yet, and that seemed that seemed to be important to him. He definitely thrives on the, and if you thrive on this, it's absolutely fine. On the fact that his career has been filled with adversity at times or turmoil, he he alluded to it about three times. And at one point, he said, I was the worst player in Major League Baseball at one time. I have no idea if that's true or not. It's pretty close to But that's a perception, and it's important. And then to Rami's point, he tied it into, nobody's ever been willing to commit to me. This is all, to me, in the bin of the intensity. Like, I'm here for a reason. And with some guys, you're like, you're here to collect a paycheck. With this guy, I hear... I'm here because I take this very seriously, and I want to win a bunch of baseball games. Yeah, he's he's very much grinder guy. You know, he he wasn't he wasn't a top grinder. Pick. You said grinder. See, he's oh, a hockey I'm not player. Using hockey terms now. He's a, he's, he's gritty. He's gritty. He's a gritty guy. Josh Donaldson. He had the hockey hair going today. So I know. I'm telling you, he's a hockey he player. has a hockey player look to him. <laughs> That's why I he, like he him. He has a little bit of a hockey player look to him. I think he was missing a tooth too. I have to go back and watch the, the footage. <laughs> he of the scored 13 cameras. goals for for the Leafs last year. You just don't know that. <laughs> but he, you know, he wasn't he wasn't a guy that was drafted out of high school. He was it wasn't like oh, 18 year old prodigy who you know was a third overall pick or something. He eventually became a late first round pick, a supplemental pick after spending time. In college, you went to Auburn. And what he said about being the worst player in baseball in 2012, as a 26-year-old, so this dude had already spent, and, and, and I believe it was the Cubs, Rami, right, that, that drafted him initially. Was it? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he was, I a, forgot he was about a Cubs that. minor league farmhand up until uh, high A. And this dude spent four years grinding out the minors, gets called up to the big leagues. He's 26 years old, so he's he's later on in his professional career than most guys are when they get called up and they're you know first-round pick. And he played 75 games in 2012, and he was a disaster. On-base percentage of 289. He only had like 
20 extra base hits over the course of, you know, four months. And he was, he was really bad and he went up and down. But he's one of those guys that I, I love players. And the, the, the Timberwolves have had a couple of these guys like Kevin Garnett, where they're always working on something. They're just obsessed with trying to milk every last ounce of ability out of themselves. And you listen to this guy talk about hitting and mechanics and his convictions when it comes to how to hit 40 home runs. This is just such a, no pun intended, home run signing for the Twins. And you just cross your fingers that he can stay healthy and play the 155 that he played last year with the Braves. And, I, and, and I've, I've thought that about him just from a stat perspective, but then watching him for 25 minutes. You know, I've watched him on TV a few times. You see him in a, in a Blue Jays uniform in Atlanta, but to watch him for 25 minutes, this dude brings a different element to this clubhouse, and it's the type of element that you bring when you're ready to win a World Series. So I love it. My favorite part of the press conference, I don't know if you have it there, Mackie, when he was asked how he got the nickname the Rainmaker, or the, ma- the bringer of rain, excuse me. Uh, I don't know if we have the answer here, but I do have the Wikipedia page. Of the uh, Spartacus blood and sand well, open right now? First of all, he hesitated to answer that question. And for a second, I thought there was a story here. Because where where do you make it rain? At the script club. That's where you make it oh. rain. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought John, I, saw, I thought Josh I thought Donaldson. going to be like, you don't know. I, I thought he was going to brush off the question like, ah, I can't answer that. You know what I mean? Because he did hesitate <laughs> when it was asked. I thought he was just a... Uh, Notoriously generous tipper at gentlemen's clubs. I, th- I thought that well, might he, be. He, he will be after signing that contract. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. I think he's a fairly in-depth dude, though. That, that response didn't shock me. And like you, you're right. At first, it's like, do I want to answer this? And then once he did, it was on. He gave this thorough explanation, yeah, it's, which you now have in front of you. Was I the only one whose mind went there, though? I did not go there. When he took a second to answer the question? I thought it had to okay. do with home runs. All right, that's where my head's No, at. you were the only one. Okay, was, yeah. okay. Just because okay. you're a dirty you're old man old. doesn't mean anything. <laughs> yeah, it's from, uh, it's from a TV show called Spartacus Blood and Sand. Yeah, he said it's not PG-13. It ran on stars, and it, it made it, I believe, four seasons. And there was some, I don't know, there was some kind of a battle at the end of the series, and... He referenced it, and sounds like Game of Thrones knockoff kind of a deal. Yeah, but based on I a think this true was story before Game of Thrones. Um, I don't know if it's based on a true story, Greek mythology or something. I don't or know. A little Spartacus. But what he said, Spartacus, was, a true story. I, I don't think Spartacus is a historical figure. Nobody is look. He? Nobody look at me. Is Spartacus okay? a historical figure? Yeah. Is that a mythological figure? I feel like Spartacus is a historical figure. Really? I, I mean, Kirk, Kirk. Was it? Uh, Who's uh, my, who, uh, the, the famous actor that played him in the 1950s or 60s? Kirk Douglas. Kirk Douglas. Yeah. Kirk Douglas he, isn't playing. He's a real person. Kirk characters. Douglas is a real person. That I know. I don't know if Spartacus is a real person. Can someone call the show and ask and, and tell us <laughs> if Spartacus <laughs> is, a, is a real figure historically or mythological? 651 This is a first-class derailment right here. <laughs> well, we want to know. It's the bringer of rain. We want to know where his, 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 what his nickname said, come man. from. What he said is Spartacus won won a battle, and there hadn't been rain in like three years, and it started raining after he had won the battle. So everybody thought that he had, I don't know, pleased the gods to yep. to bring to bring rain, and he became known as the bringer of rain, yeah. which means Josh likes rain, which means it's a good thing there's no roof on the building. <laughs> no, if he brings rain, if he brings with him rain likes consistently, the rain, then we're going to have a problem at Target Field. He this likes year the rain because they did a lot put of double headers. By the way, this is what he said about what drew him to the Twins. I mean, money helps. Yeah, this is what I've been playing my entire life for, to be a part of a, a great organization is this, the, the sacrifices that have been made to allow this opportunity to come to fruition today. And, uh, you know, looking at afar 
from the team that we that I saw uh, as a visiting player, uh, the amount of ability that was here, you know, the the love and exuberance for the game, and really just an overall talented team that was you know, tough to play against, and obviously that drew me to wanting to be a Minnesota Twin. I will say when when he brings up how great the ballpark fit for his swing, yeah, it is important to note how many of the Twins. Pitchers also fit for his swing over that period of time too. Yeah, okay. he doesn't get to face Twins pitching anymore. Now Twins pitching is better the wouldn't last couple of years. Than it was. Wouldn't it have been great if Josh had just said, "Your guy's pitching was so bad for so long, I could have hit it out of any ballpark against that slop." Yeah, who? Yeah, who is that Scott? Who's going to come at Josh and say you're wrong? By the way, people are tweeting at us. Spartacus is real, real yeah, person. I'm looking okay. at it right now, it's a real person. Yeah. Just so you guys are mm-hmm. fully aware. I was fine either way. Escaped Roman slave who uh, went on to uh, escape slavery and assembled a an army that eventually, I don't know. Came One back. through nine was strong. Great cleanup hitter. <laughs> the nine guy, he was fast, too. Stole a bunch of bases. Great on base. One and nine were fantastic. So I was telling Rami this on Score North Live earlier today. I think... Josh Donaldson, I was mistaken about the Twins for for a few different playoff runs. I thought 2009, 2010, even like the wild card year a couple of years ago and then last year, basically their last four playoff runs, I thought all along, man, if they would just pull the trigger on one move at the deadline, if they're just are, they're one move away from really getting over the top, right? If they would just give up Aaron Hicks in a package for Cliff Lee in 2010, then they're, they're just one player away. Mm-hmm. And and where I was wrong is I think they were one player away from getting out of the first round. Like if they had that one player, then they probably beat maybe they beat the Yankees or something in 2010. If they if they would have added that one hitter sure. in 2000 whatever four, maybe they get out of the first round. I don't think those teams were World Series ready. They weren't like one player away from being ready to win a World Series. This team, now that they have Josh Donaldson, I truly believe they are one impact starting pitcher away from being on that World Series level. I don't think it's oh, add a piece and maybe you can get past the Yankees in the first round. I think this lineup is World Series ready right now. Mm-hmm. This bullpen is very close to World Series ready with Taylor Rogers anchoring it, and then mm-hmm. you can add to that too. And if you add one dude pitcher at some point between now and July 31st, I think we're talking about I think World Series should be the expectation. So what's your faith that, that they're going to? Because I, I told, Mine's very high. I told Rami that I think with this move, they are prepared to do that. He's a little bit more doubtful, and the reasons why make sense, but I honestly think when you sign a 34-year-old to this contract, and I know it's a four-year with a possible fifth year, mm-hmm. but I don't think this is for four years from now. I think that there's a very high probability, and to be clear, I'm not saying an ace, so I'm not saying that they're going to go get one of the top five pitchers in baseball. But if we're talking about an impact starter who can slot into your top three, I now think this shows that there is a high probability that that's going to happen. That's my opinion. But we all agree that they're not there yet. Like they're, right. if, if, if they're serious about getting in the ring with the Astros or the Yankees, they still need to add that arm, right? We all agree on that? Josh Donaldson makes them a better baseball team. Probably, I think, makes them the favorite in the AL Central, to repeat. But if you're serious about getting through October, they still need that arm. We all agree on that, right? Yes. Yep. Yes. Totally with you. But I think 
I I I think they've bought themselves several months now. Like they're gonna they're gonna win games with or without that pitcher. In fact, if they played the whole season, then I wouldn't recommend this because the goal should be to win a World Series. But if they played the whole season with this lineup and assuming health, with this lineup and this pitching staff and this bullpen, they're gonna win the division. They're gonna win probably between ninety and hundred games. I wouldn't say over when you win over hundred games, that's a ridiculous season. And mm-hmm. if they can replicate that, that's great. So I, I think as constructed, and that doesn't even count if one or two of their top prospect minor leaguers pops, you know, comes up, if Kirloff is ready, and that guy gives you a boost or something in the second half. Mm-hmm. I think they win a ton of games and a division and get to the playoffs without adding anything. And that's all the more reason to add something to make sure that you're plowing your way through October. The, the best way I could put this personally, and we talked about this on uh, Score North Live as well, is they have bought they have bought my patience as far as time goes now. Previously, I was saying, are you going to do something? They've now done something that leads me down a path that there is another move coming. And, and yes, I think that you now have, you now have basically probably until the deadline to make this move. So if you don't make this move in two weeks or in two months, I'm not going to say, well, clearly you're not going to do it. Now, to Rami's point that we talked about in depth as well, though, is are they prospect hoarders or not? That's the question that we're going to find out by July 31st. Yeah, if they don't make a move for a pitcher and use some of the capital in their farm system to do so before July 31st, then we're all on the same page, right? That they're almost derelict in their duties in terms of putting this team in contention to to win a World Series or to be in a real conversation about the World Series. This they, I think there is now a clock ticking on the Twins and whether or not they're willing to make that type of move before we all declare them and agree that they are indeed prospect right. orders. But I will I will say the same thing that I was preaching for most of last year. When the, when the Twins talked about, when Derek Falvey and Thad Levine talked about the window being open, when the window is open, we will make the moves that are necessary. We will, we will be aggressive in free agency, and we will make the moves that are necessary. Well, the window opened, and you might argue that they failed to make the necessary moves at the trade deadline, strategically or otherwise. We'll never know all the inner workings there. But in their first offseason with an open championship window, they went all in for one of the best position players in baseball. Yeah, Because they did that, I have no reason to believe yeah. that they won't also be willing to give up the prospect currency necessary to get a pitcher. After what we saw today, too, and this might be naive as hell on my part, okay? And if I'm wrong, I apologize. After what we saw today from Donaldson, don't you think he got some assurances as well? And I know they're paying him a ton, okay? So I might be wrong. But the way he's wired doesn't strike me as a guy who says, so you're going to pay me and do nothing else? He strikes me as a guy who, who in the, what, two-plus hours of conversation between the parties said, okay, what's the next move? What's the plan here? He doesn't strike me as uh, Ricky Nolasco, you're going to pay me how much? Minnesota? I hate the cold, but it sounds great. Might be completely wrong, but that's how he strikes me, as a guy who asked that question and yeah. probably got an answer that was fairly affirmative. Yeah, I mean, he, he definitely got the money, so he definitely, right. he definitely and cares I don't want to come money. off. I don't want to come off as Pollyanna here. But people wired like that don't usually just be like, oh, okay, if I get paid, that's cool. Yeah, you'd, you'd want to know, okay, what what the Braves can win a World Series right now. The Braves have some pitching. I can sign back with the Braves. The Nationals are interested. The Dodgers are interested. Yeah, you're going to pay me a lot of money. But, listen, $80 million is a lot of money, too. 
In $90 million, it's all a lot of money. I don't think he signs here. If the Twins are just a bottom-feeding team that has $100 million burning a hole, I don't know that he signs here. So I think him, my him thinking that the Twins can win a World Series, because this is probably the last contract that he signs, unless he signs another one when he's, what, 38? Yeah. Maybe 39? Near 40, yeah. When he, so it's possible he could be a 39-year-old. But I think he's preparing for this to be his last contract. And the money's nice. But I don't think he signs here if he thinks the Twins can't win a World Series. I've never been in a negotiation or a feeling out process between a team and a free agent. But I don't, I've never heard of a team making a guarantee to a guy that, hey, we're going to make more addition. I've never heard that before. You sell him on what you have, you sell him on what he's joining and what you think you can be if he becomes a part of it. But I've never heard part of negotiations that they told a guy, hey, come here. And not only are we good now, but reinforcements are on the way. The cavalry is coming, and we're going to be even better come July. I mean, you just I think you, you sell him on the fact that you want to win as bad as he does, and you'll do whatever it takes to do that. But I don't know that you make any specific promises that we're going to add that arm. We're we're gonna. I don't. I doubt that that happens. You don't, I don't think, think he said that happens? You don't think he said you got a left fielder who wears my number? And he's marketable right now. <laughs> and here, and Thad, Thad and Derek, listen to me and listen to me good. And Rocco, you two, pull up a chair. That left fielder is going to be dealt along with a prospect for pitching. And then I get number 20 and we get more pitching. Yeah, that. And they're like, yes, whole Mr. Donaldson. Yes, Mr. Donaldson. Because Joe Schmidt from Five Eyewitness News downstairs here. Uh, just downstairs from Score North, he asked the Jersey question. Hey, is 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 twenty four? Is that is that the number? And I, at first, I was like, "What do you mean? Of course, it's the number." But no, no, no. He's worn twenty for the majority of his career. And Josh looks over at Derek Falvey with kind of a, "No, no, is it? Is that the number?" And I couldn't tell. Is he negotiating with Eddie Rosario behind the scenes, or is he looking over at Derek Falvey to say, "Is that trade?" Eddie Rosario, <laughs> Eddie Rosario to the Marlins. Is that is that thing official yet? Is, is that Are done? We... <laughs> is that gone through Major League Baseball's? Uh, I office? have never seen a conversation about a guy's jersey turn that serious. It's very in like a press conference odd. setting because ordinarily it's like, yeah, we're going to wear twenty four now. Guys are serious about their numbers. I know serious money exchanges hands, or at least gifts with high value exchange hands for the right to a number. It was interesting. This is more. If you missed the Josh Donaldson press conference earlier today. Here's another clip. This is Josh Donaldson talking about understanding the pressures of playing in the big leagues. Well, I mean, I, I think uh, throughout my career, I've experienced a lot of different things that most guys that are in this situation now haven't experienced. I've been the worst player in the big leagues. I know what it's like. I know what it's like to get sent down four or five times. Uh, I know what it's like to kind of be, to having, you know, family calling you, tell, asking you about this, that, what's going on. And that's where a lot of people don't understand uh, especially for guys who are, you know, close to you know, sent down back and forth, or and then in, in turn having success, and then now now it's having expectations. You know, a lot of you know, I'm sure this organization had expectations from last year to have success, but uh, to my knowledge and from what I just my own personal baseball fandom, you know, I felt like the Twins exceeded expectations of what people thought of what they did. Now this year, there's going to be expectations and uh, for guys to go out there and, and improve upon what they've done. And I've went through those battles. I've went through those experiences and to, you know, help give guys advice and, you know, to, to be able to keep the room light at times when it needs to be. And then sometimes to keep the room a little bit serious and, hey, this is what we got to do. There's no way fans are blood about it. This is what needs to happen. And let's go accomplish it. Dude, I, th- I, just, I just feel like 
This team is going to be so much fun to watch, but also all business in a lot of ways too. It's going to. Mm-hmm. This is going to be unlike anything we've really ever seen because we've seen the good fielding, good fundamentals, Twins teams from the early two thousands, the little engine that could Twins teams. And we saw, you know, the, the nineteen ninety one, the nineteen eighty seven team was a little engine that could too. Nineteen ninety one, they came from worst to first, but they were a little bit more loaded in terms of credible players. But this is these guys are going to go into the season as a hunting lineup, just like the Yankees have been over the years. This is going to be a rare thing for us to watch here in in Twinsville. Yeah, and, and it's, it's different for all those guys. I remember Mike Zimmer talking about in in the preseason. I'll bring it back home to the Twins here. Hang with me. I meant to say Mike Zimmer. I remember Mike Zimmer in the preseason. I never doubted you actually talking about his conversations with Gary Kubiak since joining the staff and and picking Kubiak's brain about coaching a team that actually has expectations because the Vikings had the pattern of making the playoffs, not making the playoffs, making the playoffs, not making the playoffs. And he said that 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 is a different mindset of coming into the season with some success, with some track record, sort of having a target on you and having expectations in your fan base and in the in the media that covers you. It's a different feeling that these guys will go into the season with than what they started last year. And by the way, we have a a three-day-a-week and then soon-to-be five-day-a-week again Score North Twin show anywhere you find podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or the Score North app, which costs how much money to download? Uh, I believe it's uh, free. That's right. Totally free. It is free to download. Twins general manager Thad Levine joins us here on Mackie and Judd with Rami, and we want to get to the important question right off the bat. All right? Are you sitting down? I'm actually standing up. Should I sit down? Well, we're just... I, I was downloading the app. Okay, perfect. Because it's free. Why not? Yeah, give it a five-star right. review for for us, too, if you could, Thad. <laughs> Be great. Um, are you, uh, have you been bumped from the, uh, the, 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 main, the main seats up there in the front of the room, Thad? Where, where were you today? We, were, we missed your, was, we missed your uh, presence was, up there. I was in attendance. Uh, same with everybody. We, we, uh, we decided to not flood the front. Uh, felt that uh, the main star of the show was going to be uh, Josh Donaldson, as he was. Uh, we didn't need to flank him with too many uh, too many people up there. So, yeah, no, it was a great great event. I thought Josh did a tremendous job representing himself and speaking from the heart. I was sold on the guy watching that press conference. What sold you guys on him? That not only is is he a player you want as part of the organization, but at the age of thirty four, you're committing to four years of this guy. What what brought you guys to to the point where you were so sure that you were willing to make that investment and that commitment? Well, you know, I think we've talked about this in the past, and I, and I think this may be the first instance where our actions have backed up our words, which is to say that we are going to always be in the market for understanding what the acquisition costs will be for impact players, and we certainly view Josh Donaldson that way. But one thing that I think we feel we have to be mindful to is making sure we, we get two things right. One is the who, and, and the second thing is the when. And I think because of how the team performed last year, the strides that we saw it take, uh, because of the dynamic right now in the American League Central, we felt like the when was was more pressing this offseason than it had been in the previous two. And so then we were left to really evaluate the who, and the who for us, just the criteria was who, who could really elevate this team. And that was a pretty high bar to, to achieve because we feel this team – uh, was very strong last year and was was poised to strike again in 2020. 
there was a finite number of free agents that we truly believed had the chance to elevate this team. Josh Donaldson was certainly prominent on that list. Uh, and we think that he has the ability to be a guy who really has a significant impact on our young core of players. I, I think we started to see that last year with the infusion of veterans like Marlon Gonzalez and Nelson Cruz. I think we're doubling down on that investment this offseason, not only with Josh Donaldson, but bringing back guys like Sergio Romo, uh, Jake Odorizzi, and then adding guys like Tyler Clippard and and Rich Hill, guys who have won in other places, guys who played in the playoffs. Uh, I think we feel as if we've effectively escalated that urgency to win, uh, which is a great dynamic to surround young, young, highly talented players with. That what does uh, Josh bring to? Because you, you talk about the veterans in that clubhouse now, and it seemed like it seemed like Cruz just has the it factor, and he's a laid back guy, but he goes about his business, and people follow, and that's fantastic. Just in watching Josh today, though, th- there's an intensity there that almost reminds me more of a hockey player than a baseball player. What does that type of competitor bring? Because the one thing I will say is. I went away from that press conference saying when it comes to Josh Donaldson, there's really no BS here. Yeah, I I think I think last year when we got to the playoffs, the sentiment around the league was, oh, it's cute that the the little 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 twins are in the playoffs. That's that's great. You're a fun team to root for. Uh, And I think that's you know, we were an endearing story. A lot of great personalities. I don't think when we get back to the playoffs, people will be speaking of us quite the same way, and that will be in large regard to Josh Donaldson. I think he's going to bring an edge and a conviction to this team that even belies some of the guys that, that are here. And and I think as a result, uh, we may no longer be the most popular team in the league. Teams may be more inclined uh, to outwardly fear playing us rather than uh, lauding how how great it is to see us do well, and I I think that's one of the things he's going to bring. I think he's going to bring a real clear and demonstrative edge. He talked about it today. He really enjoys simplified it. He said, "I really enjoy winning, and I really don't enjoy losing." And I think he's going to embody that on a day to day basis. Thad Levine, Twins GM, with us here. I'm Mackie and Jeb with Rami. Where what is because you know there he definitely is an agitator. One one of our guys, Glenn Perkins, got into a Notable altercation with him five years ago that they've since uh, patched up. Was but Perk crazy? By the way, I wouldn't have agitated that guy. I don't know, man. I think I think I think Perk Perk with that sneaky lefty southpaw. <laughs> you know, you never get caught off guard with that thing. But you know, is there is there is there another side to his clubhouse presence that you've had to discuss too? When uh, Rocco and I spent some time with him on the phone. I think one of the things that jumped out, and he mentioned it briefly here in the press conference today, was how desirous he is of giving back to the game lessons that he feels like he's learned from veterans, from coaches, and really just from hard knocks in life throughout the course of his career. And and he talked about it openly on the phone, how he wants to have an imprint on the organization and leave a legacy here uh, up and down the organization. And he talked about wanting to talk to scouts, uh, amateur scouts, and to find out what they're looking for in amateur players and help guide them in their pursuits. He talked about wanting to spend time on the minor league side in spring training, talking to players such as they wanted to spend time with him. He talked about the fact that some of the most rewarding experiences he's had in the game recently is in spring training when uh, the the young rookie is in camp, uh, the guy who may be slated to start at high A, double A, or triple A, 
and trying to take him under his wing and, and teach him some of the lessons he's learned so that that person could accelerate their own path to development. So I think those are the things that you see more behind the scenes. I think the intensity is something he wears on his sleeve every day. I think his passion to help uh, other people is something that you may need to get a little bit behind the scenes to see because I don't think he's quite as public with that. But I think that was another element that we believe Josh will, will meaningfully impact this franchise. Thad, I know you're not on Twitter unless you have a burner account, but what do you say to the Twins fan who, when Judd or Phil or I tweet out our happiness with the signing of Josh Donaldson, they say, yeah, that's great, but where's that impact pitching they were talking about when the offseason started? I, I would just say this, that, uh, you know, I think our obligation to the fans is to never just to have one plan. Uh, because we don't have the unilateral ability to make sure that that singular plan comes to fruition. So we will commit to always being creative, and we're always going to be thinking of the next opportunity. And I think that is one of the more fruitful elements of the partnership that Derek and I have, is we are almost never both working on the same thing. We're always working on different things. So even as we're pursuing something that's prominent, the other guy is pursuing something equally as prominent that we can constantly weigh uh, the benefits of that deal and the acquisition costs of each deal uh, against one another. And so uh, did we pursue pitching early in the offseason? Absolutely. Uh, do we feel good about having signed Jake Odorizzi, bringing back Michael Pineda, adding Rich Hill, adding Homer Bailey, Tyler Clippard, Sergio Romo, I think we definitely feel very solid about that. At some point in this season, that's going to represent six of our 13 pitchers on our pitching staff. I would hazard guess not too many teams have added more pitching in the offseason than we've had. Uh, we pursued big names. This is the first we're landing. We're ecstatic about it. Uh, I do think, uh, without trying to be too much tongue-in-cheek, I do think he's going to help our pitchers, similar to when we acquired uh, Jason Castro, when we started here, we felt he was going to have the ability to impact our pitching. I think anytime you bring in a guy who has had gold gloves in the past and is delivering well above average defense in the infield, I do think that helps your, your pitching staff. Uh, but that being said, clearly his impact on this team is going to be more prominently on the run creation side rather than the run prevention side. Both sides of the formula benefit you. You can win, you can win either way. Uh, and so, what maybe plan A turned into plan B that then turned back into plan A, but we're always going to be running plans concurrent here uh, rather than just one singular effort to try to improve the club. So how, how much ultimately top-notch starting pitching did you guys pursue before uh, turning the path to going after Josh? Well, once again, I mean, I think we, we view bringing back some of the guys we brought back as you know, fulfilling the needs we had. We, we, we had a clear need by having four guys matriculate to free agency. And I think we definitely feel as if we, we, we did pursue those guys and were able to sign them back. I, I think it was widely uh, discussed our, our interest at times on, on guys like Zach Wheeler. Uh, at the end of the day, he chose to go to the Philadelphia Phillies, which we certainly respect his decision. But, uh, you know, we had conversations with a number of guys this offseason. Uh, but at the end of the day, like we, as we've mentioned before, there was just a finite number of pitchers and position players that we truly believed were worthy of a contract of this magnitude. Josh was really towards the top of that list, and we're, we feel very fortunate to have signed him. Where do you feel like this team is in, in the winning cycle compared to, let's say, the beginning of last year or the end of last year? 
I, I think, you know, getting back to the concept and the plan, you know, when, when we started here, uh, it's easy to say we're, you know, we had a three, four, five-year plan. I think the team lets you know really where you are on that cycle. Otherwise, it's just really on a piece of paper. I think last year this team told us where they were, and it was, uh, you know, certainly a full step ahead of where we anticipated it being. Uh, and I will say, having said all that, I, I do believe we still have the same respect for the Cleveland Indians, and we know the Chicago White Sox are, are coming as quickly as they can, and then Detroit and Kansas City are you know, clearly down the path of rebuilding. We don't feel entitled to win this division. We feel like we have to go go out there and prove our, our sense of worth. Uh, if anything, I think one of the success stories from last year was the fact that we never felt entitled. We always felt it was Cleveland's division to lose, and we had to go out there and accomplish something day in and day out. Uh, when two-thirds of the way through the season, Cleveland came back and tied us um, in a series right here on our own ballpark, I think we could have very easily rolled over and conceded. And still the narrative would have been that that was a real nice season for the Minnesota Twins. The fact that we got off the mat, I think, showed us a lot. Uh, hopefully the fans really enjoyed that, showed the resiliency this team had. And I think it's that level of resolve that gives you a lot of confidence to feel you're a little bit further down the path of winning in that cycle than maybe you otherwise would have thought. But for that fact, we would have never presented to ownership our desire to pursue somebody of the ilk of Josh Donaldson at the contract level that he would demand uh, if we didn't believe that the window is wide open right now for this team to excel. Thad, Josh uh, definitely strengthens you at third. What's the plan to pretty quickly transition and make Miguel a, uh, a competent everyday first baseman? Miguel is has been a very, very committed partner this offseason. Uh, the rumors, as you guys can recall, the rumors surrounding our interest level in Josh Donaldson uh, far preceded our actual signing of Josh Donaldson. And uh, Miguel Alvarez is Miguel Sano's agent. And Miguel Alvarez shot us a note the minute he saw the the trade rumor and said, should I start working Miguel out at first base? He works very closely with him in the Dominican Republic. And so uh, prior to us signing Josh Donaldson, and really regardless of whether we, we landed him or not, Miguel Sano started the exercise of trying to improve his defense at first base. And so I think this has been an ongoing process. Miguel Sano was very gracious. Uh, we talked to him prior to the acquisition, made sure he felt comfortable with it. Uh, and he was, he's all, you know, he reiterated, I'm all about winning. However we do that, you can play me anywhere in the field. Uh, you know, heretofore, he's only ever played first base sparingly. And I don't know that we've ever seen the best of what he can bring defensively over there. He's going to need to apply himself without question. Uh, it's a tough position, and it's going to be, by and large, a new one for him. Uh, but he has really started to invest heavily uh, down in the Dominican, working out daily uh, at first base. And I think that's going to pay dividends. I just saw a video on Miguel's Instagram account yesterday. He's in full Twins workout gear, like running up mountains in the Dominican Republic. I don't, I don't know if they're blaring so Rocky music my or winter. what's happened. That's exactly what Judd does to prepare for every radio <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I just told I just told Rod McCormick, our our equipment manager, today that uh, when Miguel was in here last week for his uh, announcement of his deal. I couldn't help but notice that he had an empty duffel bag and went back into the equipment room and chilled it up. So it must have been the gear. That got that. <laughs> <laughs> it's all your gear got taken. Amazing. Uh, that's Twins General Manager oh. Thad Levine. Hey, one more thing before we before we let you go and say goodbye. 
How do you like the sound of a sweet crack of the bat, Thad? Oh, it's delicious. No, nothing. Swing and drive. First pitch. It's two to nothing. The rain has come again. High fly ball. Deep left field. Donaldson has left the building. Donaldson to left and hit an absolute ton. Oh, my goodness. Thad, I don't know how much you have to do with the TV production, but if you can get Target Field mic'd up to sound like that last home run, oh my God! Donaldson to left and gonna, hit an absolute. That will exponentially improve the viewing experience for Twins fans. I'm just going to tell you right now. I'm looking forward to a lot of renditions of Purple Rain being played when he hits torrential home runs in, in the stadium next year. Amazing, great stuff. Thank right, you, Thad. Thad. Appreciate you. We'll talk soon. Thanks for having me on, guys. All right, that is Twins general manager Thad. Lee. All right. I love, I love oh, basically saying we were a cute little team last year and forget about Dude, that. Dave St. Peter. I love By the way, that. Dave St. Peter also, he got destroyed for that Slay the Dragon comment he made on our show right yeah, here. Yeah. Podcastable, anywhere you find podcasts. We are Matt and Joe with Rami. But he just, and I think he should keep saying stuff like this. So he just came out, and I'm getting this from MLB.com. Hold on a second. I don't want to get this wrong. He said, I think it sends a signal to the rest of the league that this can be a destination for top-level free agents. I think that goes a long way towards squashing the perception that we can't land people like that. I love that the Twins are but don't evolving you, from little but engine that could to being sort of cocky. Don't you and, love the fact, too, though, that because they were sort of a cute team last year. They, they were seen as sort of the nap club, right? They all take naps, and it's so cute. And they go, and the Yankees basically roll them in three games. I love the pushback. Yeah, it's, and now they've got a guy who, let's be honest, will charge the mound. He doesn't care. He just wants a win. I love. I know it's old school, okay, and I know the young people right now are being like, "Yeah, Zolgad's an old guy," but I love that. I love that competitive name. I love the fact that the GM, rightfully so, just said, "I think we might not be the like the most liked team now." You just want to see him rip the rip the jersey off a pitcher over the back like a hockey player. That's all you. I want to see him bat flip. Somebody mouth off, and then instead of going around the bases, charge them. But the flip side of it is exactly what I was talking about when Thad came on, which is that you get a different version of the teams that you face. Human nature plays a part in sports, and when you're a team that other teams fear or at least respect and know is something to be dealt with, you get a you get a different performance from them than you might have gotten last year. There's more of a target on the Twins this year Love it. than there was last year. And that's something... Swing and drive! Oh, First sorry, pitch! It's Anytime you want to shut the me up, Matthew. has come again! I didn't mean to interrupt. I feel like you got to do the echo one, Not though. offended. This one? Oh, Donaldson to left and hit oh, an absolute ton! Oh, my goodness! Oh, my goodness. Oh, man! You know what the bat speed must be to get that? A lot. Yeah. Yeah. Fast. That's some exit velocity. <laughs> right there. Yes. Nice analysis, Rami. Thank yeah, you. And, uh, <laughs> fast. Thank you, sir. Write that down predictions coming up pretty soon here. Write that down. Oh, has moved right. to Wednesday. Home run edition, right? It's a home run edition. Very home run edition. Uh, I've only done it once, and I hate I'm it. I'm so excited. Forced home runs. I'm so excited about it, because I've got a home run to counter your home run that I know is coming, because you tipped your hand yesterday. I did tip my hand a little bit yesterday. Hmm. Or did I? Swing and a drive. Oh. First pitch. It's two to nothing. The rain has come again. Oh, no, this guy's a money player. These games in September are huge, and he is coming up huge. 
Chad, everybody's dancing in the rain in the Braves' dugout as Josh Donaldson makes it to zip. Oof. More reaction to that Thad Levine interview. That was great. He's always great when he comes on the show. Friend of the show, Thad Levine, Twins GM. You have thoughts on anything that Thad Levine just said about the Twins moving to the next level this season or squashing the perception that they are this little engine that could? 651-646-8255. You know, I think if you're in the pitching business against the Twins, you might need some insurance. And I don't know how much Federated can help you if you're in the pitching business, but there is a full list of industries that Federated protects on their website, federatedinsurance.com. I've been a business owner in my life. It can be very challenging. It can be very rewarding. Also, you pour your life and energy into a business, and the last thing you want is for something to happen that puts you on the defense, and that's where my friends at Federated come in. Based in Owatonna, Minnesota, with over a century of experience standing behind business owners, they've got your back. And at Federated, they believe their value is measured by the success of their clients. So simply put, if you win, they win. Also worth noting, Federated was just named for the second year in a row a top 150 workplace by the Star Tribune. And uh, the CEO, Jeff Fetters, was named top CEO for a large company in Minnesota. You want to find out more about Federated Insurance, just go to federatedinsurance.com. And remember, Federated... It's their business to protect yours, Judd Zolgad. Very nice. And it's my chance now to talk to you about my friend Jason Walgrave, the Walgrave Real Estate Group, and their guaranteed sales program. As sports fans, we all love guarantees, right? Like after talking to the Twins GM, I can guarantee you the Minnesota Twins are going to be a far tougher team in 2020 than they were in 2019. Are they going to have a couple bench-clearing brawls? You know what? Because it's sports, I'll guarantee it. Now, what if I told you about a guarantee that could hit much closer to home for you? A guarantee that is really a guarantee that's going to affect your life. If you are looking to sell your house, Jason and his um, and, and his team will guarantee the sale of your home when you list with the Walgrave Real Estate Group. That's right. I said guarantee. You know, some people say, I'm going to guarantee, I have a guaranteed offer for you. And you're like, oh, that's really cool. <sighs> you know what? Forget about that. I've got a guaranteed sale. That's right. All you need to do, it's this simple, is go to minnesotahometalk.com, click on the Guaranteed Sales button to learn how this program works. If you're going to move this spring, now is the time to act. We all know that there's stress in moving, so let Jason take away some of that pressure by going again with his Guaranteed Sales program. Again, go to minnesotahometalk.com, click on the Guaranteed Sales button to learn more. That's minnesotahometalk.com, and click on the Guaranteed Sales button. You know what? I'll guarantee you'll be happy. Jonathan here with the Score North Download. This download brought to you by Team Mackey for the Big Climb Minneapolis. If you just missed our interview with Thad Levine, Twins GM, he was talking about the new Twins third baseman, Josh Donaldson. He was also talking about what kind of attitude, new attitude, Josh Donaldson will bring. And here's what he said. Yeah, I, I think I think last year when we got to the playoffs, the sentiment around the league was, oh, it's cute that the the little little, little twins are in the playoffs. That's that's great. You're a fun team to root for. Uh, and I think that's you know we were an endearing story. A lot of great personalities. I don't think when we get back to the playoffs, people will be speaking of us quite the same way, and that will be in large regard to Josh Donaldson. I think he's going to bring an edge and a conviction to this team that even belies some of the guys that, that are here. And and I think as a result, uh, we may no longer be the most popular team in the league. I'm okay with that. As long as they're hitting more Bombas, I'm perfectly okay with that. Join Team Mackey on February 15th for this year's Big Climb Minneapolis to raise money to fight blood cancer, benefiting the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Donate to our team or join Team Mackey for just $20 when you use the promo code Mackey. Go to scorenorth.com slash bigclimb now. Awesome. Thank you, Jonathan. Yeah, that clip he just played was from the last segment there. Thad Levine 
If you missed the interview, he's always great. He's just, he's one of the best GM interviews you're going to find anywhere and in any market because he says stuff. Agreed. He doesn't just, no, he'll give you some GM speak because they're not going to tell you everything, but he flat out, he brought up Zach Wheeler's name, you know? I think it was Judd that asked him about, or you, no, Rami, you asked him about, you know, what about pitching and, and he said, well, I think it's been pretty well documented, our interest in Zach Wheeler, and he chose to want to play in Philadelphia and stuff. I mean, how many GMs just offer up, hell, hell yeah, we were in on Zach Wheeler. He wanted to play somewhere else. Notice how there was no denial when I said, you're not on Twitter unless you have a burner account. He for sure is a burner. Oh, just real quiet who, when I said that. All GMs silent. and coaches have burner accounts. Who with the Twins doesn't have one? Yeah, you, you're, I think you're stupid right? to not have one. Don't you want to know what your players are Absolutely. saying, tweeting? Absolutely. Doing? But who, who in this town... Among top executives and coaches, doesn't have a burner account. Zimmer does not have one. I guarantee he does not have one. I don't. I don't but think. I, I don't think Gardy had one. Gardy didn't have one. I think Rocco for sure does. I think Thad and Derek for sure do. Uh, Ryan Saunders, I know, claims he is not on Twitter, but he has oh, to have a burner had, account. Yeah, he has a burner account. Yeah, that guy's like sure. Gerson's on Twitter, right? Gerson's yeah, on Gerson Twitter. Gerson is active on Twitter. Boudreaux does not have one, but I bet you Bill Guerin has a burner account. Rocco? Rocco, I think, has a burner account. He's too young and hip and smart not to. (laughs) Seriously. The smile on that guy's face today, too. Rocco's got a real one, doesn't he? A real Twitter account? Oh, does he? Yeah. Oh, he might. Derek's telling me he does. Okay. Well, there there you go. He just tweets from fish concerts. Oh, he sure does. (laughs) I wonder where he goes. And I'm I'm following him. He's at Rocco Baldelli. (laughs) What's his last tweet? Uh, let's I'm see. At the fish concert? Is it from a fish concert? No, it was January fifteenth. He was uh, he, re- he retweeted Elvis Martinez, who was out doing some uh, charity work. Okay. Uh, it was December twenty fourth. He tweeted out "Merry Christmas to all" with a gif of a gnome inside a mushroom talking to a deer in snow falling. <laughs> so he was I at a fish concert. Don't wanna, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to speculate. <laughs> Reckless Baldelli Twitter account speculation. Oh my gosh! Well, the other thing. So Judd asked Thad about Miguel Sano, and we were pulling up videos during the break there on Miguel Sano's Instagram account, and he he literally posted like six videos a couple days ago of himself just doing these tormenting workouts, these football like workouts on some gravel road up a mountain in the Dominican Republic. It's him doing the sidestep. Cone drill. That's awesome. And him, Good. it's it's him busting his ass. And I think, in addition to Nelson Cruz just being a ridiculous hitter and a guy who can just hit a ball 500 feet, you bring guys like Nelson Cruz on board, you bring guys like Josh Donaldson on board, it's a lot harder to slough off and to slack. You know, it's people who run, which there are none of those people in this room right now, people who run say... They'd rather run with someone who they, who who they can pace with, right? Right. And if you're just running alone, you might not run. That's period. what I've heard. <laughs> right. As a non-runner, <laughs> exactly. And now Miguel Sano, dude, it's on you. You got to keep pace with Nelson Cruz, and you got to keep pace with work ethic-wise, numbers, everything, production with Jack Donaldson. So it, it it raises the bar for Miguel Sano too, and I I think that's a huge benefit. And the key there is because among the things in sports that are taken for granted as being simple, one that drives me crazy is. Anybody can play first base. That drives me nuts. It's not true. I'll always go back to Joe Maurer, first full year, Phil, at first base. We all thought, he's instantly going to be great. And he wasn't. Not at all. He turned himself into a really good fielding first baseman eventually. But for anyone who just thinks, athletic ability, ah, you can play first base, that is not true at all. Let's go to 
John and White Bear. You're on the Mackie and Jeb with Rami Show. How's it going, guys? Good, man. Thanks for calling. Very excited about Donaldson. Um, but with that being said, is there anyone on the pitching staff that that you're confident enough going into this season to say, yeah, they're going to keep us in these games? Uh, anyone possible still out there that we haven't looked at yet? Um, just wanted to hear your thoughts. I'll hang up and listen. John, thank you for calling. I, I actually... I really like the bullpen. I think they've stockpiled a great mix of young flamethrowing arms that they have, and now Gratterall is going to start the season in the bullpen. Taylor Rogers is already established. I, I love their bullpen starting in like the fifth of the sixth inning. We all know what Barrios has brought to the table the last couple of years. There's probably another level for him, too. We all know what Odorizzi did last year. Michael Pineda for like two months until the suspension was probably their best starting pitcher. And if Rich Hill comes back in the set, they've, it's not like they have an empty cupboard there. Okay. I, I, this narrative that like they have nothing and they can't get anybody out. They have, they have good pitching as it is right now. Maybe not World Series pitching yet. No, they have, they have enough to get to October. They don't have enough to get through October. There is a difference. This team is not built to get through October unless they just get hot enough at just the right time because that offense could pound its way through a series. If it's, if it's clicking and, and really, Really putting up runs, they could pound their way through a series, but they're not optimally built for an October run to this point. Yeah. I think there's no question, and and from the way that Thad um, reacted to our questions, I think there's no doubt that they realize they need one more upper echelon starting arm. Because you're right, the bullpen, Clippers a very nice signing. Like the bullpen's in de- in really decent shape, to good shape, very good shape potentially. The lineup is fantastic. But, and let's also just, for, for the sake, not to be Buzz Killington, but for the sake of the conversation too, let's assume that the baseball is not as juiced from from MLB this year as it was last. So the home runs just naturally come down. It's nobody's fault. They just come down. I think if you are, right now I think they're an incredibly competitive team on par with, with prob- probably this feels like, without the next step, this feels a little bit like the Vikings going from 17 to eight. 18, because they've taken a nice shot here. I mean, we don't, Josh could get hurt. We don't know. But let's assume that doesn't happen. They're taking a really nice shot here. I just think if we're talking about a team that we go from, okay, they can win the American League Central, which they can for sure now, and they might be able to win a playoff round, which I think they can now. But if we want to talk about getting through two rounds of playoffs to get to a World Series, I think you got to get that arm. Yep. And I, and I think they will. And we'll find out. We can but I'm with here. you. I, until they don't, until we hit July 31st and that guy is not here and they're saying Homer Bailey's doing just fine and Rich Hill's coming back until we get to that point to me personally they bought time like the thing about Homer Bailey is write that down predictions are coming up here in, in about 5 minutes by the way but Homer Bailey is not meant to be a rotation fixture for 35 starts you know that's not why they signed Homer Bailey they signed Homer Bailey because They've got Michael Pineda on suspension, and Rich Hill is injured, and they just need an experienced innings-throwing body for the first half of the season. And then they probably cut bait on Homer Bailey in the second half. That's To me, that's like the base level of what they expect out of Bailey. But the upside is Wes Johnson and company, and whatever they're doing on the pitching side, they've been able to rejuvenate some careers. Tyler Duffy, Taylor Rogers, a couple years ago, even what we saw from Martin Perez— if Homer Bailey gives you basically the same path as Martin Perez and then they hand the baton off to Rich Hill in the second half, it's a decent signing. Hey, we can elevate your performance for like three or four months. 
That's all we really need. And then if you give us anything in the second half, it's gravy. But you will be nowhere near a playoff series as a starter. Like that's why they sign Homer Bailey. But I asked I asked Judd this this question today on Score North Live while we were talking about the state of the Twins pitching. They're saying June, like mid June, for Rich Hill's return. Right? That's that's the calendar that they've set. Judd and I have our doubts as to whether or not he'll be ready at that time. But let's just go best case scenario. Rich Hill is ready to go in June. And I'll even go better case scenario. Rich Hill is the best version of Rich Hill for six weeks leading up to the trade deadline July 31st. Do you feel comfortable with that spot in your rotation? Yes. As far as October? You do. Well, well, do I feel comfortable with Rich Hill as a playoff rotation guy? If he's Rich Hill, yes. And you're sure that he's going to be there in October because he's been good for six weeks on July 31st. I'm not saying that Rich Hill performing at a high level for the four weeks leading up to the deadline would would cause me to not trade for a pitcher. But do I think Rich Hill can be a great addition when he comes back and he's healthy? Yes, I would still also look to acquire somebody else. That's, that's, my, that's my point. Is there, there isn't, there isn't going to be any point in time this season where you feel, you feel good long-term about that spot in the rotation. Or you even feel good about that spot in the rotation come playoff time. Because Rich Hill is a top-ten pitcher when he's healthy and on his game, but the pro- problem is he's bottom-ten in innings pitched because he can't stay healthy, and, oh, he's about to turn 40. Yep, And that's why you, you don't ask him for innings this year. You just, hey, whenever you're healthy, we just need like 75 good innings you can pitch four and five innings at a time even. You don't even have to go seven. But uh, let's let's squeeze in a quick break here and come back with our home run edition, much to Rami's chagrin. I don't like it. Of write that down. And an accountability session where we go back and pick through the carnage of each other's incorrect don't predictions. don't like that either. We're going to do all of it when we come back here. It's Mackie and Jub with Rami in the TCL studios where we've got Derek Jeter on our TCL TV here signing some kind of a Hall of Fame wall or something here. And there's Larry Walker. We'll get into that discussion, too, at some point. If we don't have time today because we've been all in on Josh Donaldson Day, we'll definitely get to it tomorrow. But TCL is America's fastest-growing TV brand, and you can stop into any major local retailer and find out why by just staring at them. Picture quality, all of the different built-in entertainment options with that Roku device, 500,000 TV episodes on 5,000-plus streaming channels. And if you're thinking about cutting the cord like I did a few weeks ago, there's not a better TV on the market than a TCL. You just need decent Wi-Fi, and you are up and running with Hulu or YouTube TV, whatever it is that you want to jump on platform-wise. TCLUSA.com to find out more as well. Finances are also a topic we should dive into here because a lot of the decisions you make when it comes to saving for retirement, right now, whether you're 30, 60, I don't really care. The decisions you make could either make or cost you a lot of money later in life. It helps to have someone standing by your side that can help guide you, and that's where Dale Tondrick comes in. Dale Tondrick has great face-to-face relationships with all of his clients. He will talk you through the big picture and the minutia if you want to dive into the weeds. But ultimately, Dale Tondrick's life's work is helping people save and stockpile money for retirement. He is a trusted source of information to help you make sure that you're calling your own shots later in life. So again, if you're 30, if you're 50, if you're 60, there are so many things you can and should be doing to make sure that you get to dictate what your life looks like in retirement. Call Dale Tondrick today, 952-401-1671. That's 952-401-1671. Or go to myinvestingcoach.com. Before it had the happy ending... 
Uh, that thing was so fun to watch. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. Write that down. Write this down. Write that down. I, I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that down. Write it down. You like writing things down. Write that down. I, I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that down. Swing and a drive. First pitch. It's two to nothing. The rain has come again. High fly ball. Deep left field. Donaldson has left the building. Here comes the rain shower. Much to the chagrin of Rami Makloff, this is a home runs only edition of Write That Down. And I don't know if we told that to Eric who has prepared Eric is the listener predictor this week on Write That Down. Let's just jump jump on the line here with Eric. We're going to go through our accountability session, and every week during Write That Down, we are welcoming a listener of the show in to make predictions on behalf of the, the listener collective uh, bin here. So, Eric, I know we're springing this on you, but you got a few minutes while we go through our accountability session to make sure that all of your predictions are of home run caliber, okay? No pressure. Are you ready? Yeah, I listened yesterday and got tipped off, so I'm ready to go. Okay. All ready right, to go. Good. Good prep. So, Eric, we're going to throw you back on it hold pays there. to listen. Get your, get your prep ready. What is this, an FM music station? Mackie Jet with Rami, it pays to listen. <laughs> on the fours. Win Rami's cash. 651-646-8255. It pays to listen. There you go. Oh, oh, no, right. no, now no, you're no, just showing no, off. No, yeah, exactly. damn right I'm showing off. <laughs> now you're showing off. Just, just bust that voice out. All right, so here's how it works. Every week we make predictions on this show, and then we keep track of those predictions and keep track of each other's batting averages and home runs on the season. So we go through... Judd's first. Let's see. Let's go to the Judd accountability counter here. Oh, okay. Only a couple things came off the board for you. Good. You said, this is a home run prediction at one point. You said Mike Zimmer will step down after the season and be replaced by Kevin Stefanski. And you said that a few, like you said that I think a month or two ago yep. before there was some Kevin Stefanski steam out there, but that did not happen very clearly. <laughs> so you're incorrect. You did correctly, however, say that Jeff Teague would be the first Wolves player to be traded here. They call me Mr. Basketball for a reason, you know. And that happened. You are Mr. Basketball. Mr. Hoops. <laughs> they call me Mr. Hoops, right, Manny? Mr. Sports Hoops Dad. Thank you. Sports Hoops Dad. <laughs> Jonathan Harrison, the reigning, defending, batting average champion here. With an asterisk. And write that down. Asterisk. Uh, Judd, you have something for me? An asterisk by your name? No, not That's that. not what he was asking about. Oh, you didn't remind me. I forgot. Damn it, Judd. Judd. It's still in the car. That's it's right in the parking lot. The trophy. The, the trophy. the trophy. The trophy. Trophy. Well, let's actually get to Manny's accountability session then, because Manny mm-hmm. predicted last week that Judd would forget to bring the write that down trophy in this week. You know what? Right. He's right. I'm, I'm more than happy to give my guy Manny the point. By the way, we tried to relay the signs to you yesterday. I know, but we literally banged on a trash can for you. I know, you. but perhaps I double crossed both of you and helped my guy Manny out. Why would you help Manny? Why? He's in competition no, Judd, with you, Judd. This is how you handle this. So I, I don't know. I don't know how I forgot. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, I've never cheated. <laughs> I, I don't know what I was supposed to. I didn't to perhaps parse through today. every bowl game possible while you guys didn't realize that would up my average by hundred points. <laughs> Manny also predicted that Jeff Teague would not be. This might be a record for the quickest one to come off the board. 
You said Jeff Teague would not be traded by the Timberwolves, who would be bought out by the end of the season. Yeah, we had one. That <laughs> Manny had remember one last year. <laughs> in remember, the commercial break. Remember last that's right. year, oh, that's right. Carl yeah. Anthony Towns got it. He got rear-ended. Remember? <laughs> or he got in that accident with like the semi. They were or whatever. playing the Knicks. The they were getting ready day. to play the Knicks, yeah. and I said Carl Anthony Towns would play and like get a double double or something, and yeah. then like fifteen min- fifteen minutes later, he was ruled out of the game. <laughs> So it was your fault that I didn't get to see him at the garden because I was at that game. Thanks. Such is life as a write that down competitor. Jonathan, the reigning defending batting average champion. You said Kevin Stefanski will be the Vikings' next head coach by February. Well, it's not February yet, but no. Kevin Stefanski, he's got a job with the Cleveland Browns. Nothing came off the board for Rami, and nothing came off the board for the listeners this week. Okay. Lucky for both of you. I, Phil Mackey, said a story will come out after Josh Donaldson signs with whoever he signs with that the Twins offered him the most total money. Little did we know that that story would be generated by Josh Donaldson himself, who said the Twins' offer financially was just so far and above and beyond. So those cheap poll ads this one time weren't cheap. And then I also said the Twins would pay for or acquire a player this winter who makes $20 million or more. And that was correct. So here are the current batting averages after the first three weeks of January. I am leading the pack with 500. Manny's at 400. Judd is at 286. Jonathan at 167. And Rami and the listeners both still looking for their first hits of the season. This is like the first week of the baseball season. You can't even check batting average. That's the tone. It means nothing. That's the tone. It means nothing. That's the tone. It's like Kirk Cousins' first quarter, first series. Absolutely nothing. Bad Rami. It's going to be tough to claw your way back after a bad start. I got this. Bad Rami, good Rami. We got bad Rami. And we've got Eric, listener Eric on the line. We're going to start with listener Eric and then go around the room. So everyone makes one prediction, then we go around the room three times. Eric to Judd to reigning defending batting average champion Jonathan Manny, Rami, and myself, Phil Mackey. You guys ready for this? Let's, Let's go. Do it. All right. Fire it up, Eric. <laughs> home runs only. This is a home run edition uh, of Write That Down. Write this down. Right. Write it down. You like writing things down. Now, as a Gopher alum, I had to go with the Gopher pick, so write this down. Tanner Morgan will get an invite to New York as a finalist for the 2020 Heisman Trophy. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. That's how you lead off. Eric. That's how you lead off, Eric. This is the best. Eric, that was great. We're going to get... Oh, thank you. This is forced home runs this week, but we're going to get home runs every week from listeners because it's your one shot at glory, man. Your one shot at glory. Go out with Blaze of Glory. All right, Judd, go ahead. All right. In fact, before I do that, if you... By the way, if you want to write something down, write this down. Walgrave Real Estate Group will guarantee the sale of your home. That's right. I said guarantee. If you're thinking about making, moving, selling your home, all you got to do, go to minnesotahometalk.com, click on the guaranteed sale button to learn more. And that is because this edition of Write That Down, powered by Jason Walgrave, a home run edition. Swing and a drive. First pitch. It's two to nothing. The rain has come again. Write this down. All right. Home run predictions. Max Kepler will be named MVP of the 2020 World Series. <laughs> Write it down. You like writing things down. What is happening right now? Home yeah. runs are happening. Oh, let's get it. Come on. Wow. Let's, hear, yeah, let's hear the double. I thought I had let's some hear good the ones. Echo. <laughs> oh, you want the echo one? The echo home run. Yes. That's the only one. That's oh. Oh. Donaldson to left and hit an absolute ton. Oh, my, God. Oh my goodness. Exactly. Oh, man. 
Light, light a couple smokes wow. after that. All righty then. All right, over to Jonathan Harrison. All right, in light of that, Judd, prediction, the Twins will play the Yankees in the ALCS and beat them in five games. Ooh. All right. Write it down. You like writing things down. Write this down. Manny Hill. Not only will Josh Donaldson win his first career gold glove, he will also be the American League MVP of 2020. Swing and a drive. First pitch. It's two to nothing. The rain has come again. I love this. this is so write this down. I hate it. Just I hate it. I hate. I hate the home run edition of write that. Why? Too, much, too much pressure, Mac. No, it's, so it's just much fun. That, because I think I have home run predictions, and then you guys just come in here with ridiculousness. Yeah, what just do you think home crazy, run means? No, but just crazy things. Ridiculous. It's time things. to put on the lampshade and dance. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Yesterday, Judd and I had a conversation about Kevin Stefanski, and that I think. The, Brown, the the Vikings will regret not moving on from Mike Zimmer and naming Kevin Stefanski their head coach. I believe in Kevin Stefanski to the point wow. that I think he takes the Cleveland Browns of all organizations to at least 11 wins, division championship, and playoff appearance Whoa. in 2020. Whoa! Write that down. Mm. Write this down. Aggressive. Thank you. I'm going to counter it. Okay. <laughs> so, hold on. What, what was all that round? <laughs> yeah, well, I, I have to keeper. write it down. 11 wins, division championship right. for the Cleveland Browns first at, year under Kevin Stefanski. And just to be clear, at least. Yes, at least at 11 least wins. At least 11 right? wins. I don't want them to go 12 and 4 and then you don't get credit for a home nope, run. No, at there. least 11 wins. <laughs> okay. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things right, down. Can I get just a ruling from the room here? If I predict that Judd will remember to bring in his trophy, is that a home run prediction for next week? <laughs> At this mm. point, I think, yeah. Judd Zulgad will remember to I'm, bring in his home run trophy that is next not, week. That's not that's a, a home run. That's a home, that's a home no. run. No. I don't think that's a home run. <laughs> all right. That's, all right. Anything that can be coordinated, I don't think can be a home run. Okay. At least, at least Thank you, Rami. Cord- Thank you're welcome. Coordinated, uh, unlike me getting you guys to... The soccer stadium last year too. <laughs> that was dirty. Do that was the runners. Astros, so man. Dirty. That was the, yeah, that really was. You, you were Joey Cora. That was a cheating AJ scandal Hinge. of epic proportions. Yeah, that's one of the. <sighs> Speaking of the Astros, actually, I think my first prediction is going to be in regards to this cheating scandal. Okay, so write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. The Houston Astros, who have they've made the playoffs now four years in a row. They've won 101, 103, and 107 games. They've been to the World Series two out of the last three years. Not only will the Astros miss the playoffs because of all of this tumultuous stuff that's happening, and Dusty Baker's probably going to be their manager, they will miss the playoffs, and Alex Bregman's OPS will drop by at least a thousand or a uh, hundred points. hundred okay. points. All right. So a hundred point drop for Bregman, and the Astros miss the playoffs. Write that down. I like it. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. Yeah. Write that down. Yeah. I'm working my way up. Yeah. Lukewarm. Back to listener Eric. By the way, if you want to win your way into being a guest predictor on this show, on this segment, write that down. Download the Score North app. It's free to download. Register and enter to be a guest picker on Write That Down. Go ahead, Eric. All right, write this down. Uh, Rich Hill, coming back in June, will lead the Twins in both ERA and wins in the 2020 season. Wow! So uh, for for the season, yeah, that's a that's a home run. Oh, yeah. Write yeah, this down. Write wins. it down. You like writing things oh, yeah. down. The wins alone is a home run, big time. Mm-hmm. All right, back to Judd Zolgad to counter Rami Maklov's Kevin Stefanski prediction. <clears throat> you can write this down. Kevin Stefanski will be fired after the 2020 <laughs> season by the Cleveland Browns. 
Wow. He, what he, a will, year. Be, wow. he will be somewhere. He will join the Freddie Kitchens heap and be fired by Dude, the Cleveland I don't, that, I don't think they that's can, a home run. I know this is forced home runs, and I don't think they can do that, even if he's a complete disaster, which I don't think he will be. There's no way, if you're the Browns, you can't keep him around for at least another year. Last like, you I, have to. Freddie Kitchens out of it. Here. Oh, no, man. Jimmy Haslam. No, no I'm, sti- I'm sticking with it. Yeah. This is forced Jimmy home Haslam, runs. Man, not cute little predictions. Wouldn't put nothing past Jimmy Haslam. Judd swinging for the Write fences. Write this down. Now back to reigning defending champion John. <laughs> yeah, I'm swinging for the fences. I'm going to go back to our conversation we had on Monday about uh, play-by-play booths in the NFL, and I'm going to take Judd's throw-it-out-there ESPN booth, and I'm going to write that down. In 2020, ESPN's Monday night play-by-play booth will be Kevin Harlan and Tony Romo. Wow. Love it. Write this down. Write it get- down. You like writing things down. I should be getting some type of check from... The Disney Corp, if that happens. I'm not going to talk you out of it, Jonathan, but did you check Kevin Harlan's contract status before nope. making... Right. Don't care. Good. <laughs> Don't care. Yeah, yeah, good. Home run swing. Since, hold good. on a second. I'm glad. This is forced home runs, and all I hear is people like, are you sure about that? You sure you want to do that? It's forced no, home no, no, runs! No. I'm swinging. <laughs> swinging for the Be fast. careful with that. Right. Are, are you sure that's a I home run? I will remember that. <laughs> Over to Manny. <clears throat> Former gopher, Damian Wilson will return an interception for a touchdown in the Super Bowl and be named Super Bowl MVP Ooh. for the Kansas City Chiefs. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. Write that down. I don't like, I don't like making this prediction. How far out can we make a prediction? Well, that's a tough I'm question. I'm trying to get clarification here. Because Judd has a few on the board. Mm-hmm. Like, I have notes here of all of our predictions we've ever made. And is, all is, the ones that's on the board. Is the next NBA season too far out? Judd has predictions that are on the board from four and five years okay, ago. Okay, then I'm going to go ahead and do this. <laughs> is your OJ prediction still on, still on oh the board? Oh, my God. That OJ would violate his parole? I, Actually, real, real I quick, think he by did. the way, he came close. I know. He came, He got a visit from the police. <laughs> I had a good feeling about OJ? that. OJ? Yeah. He had a little altercation. Like over the weekend? No, this was like a week or two ago. OJ had an altercation and had a talking to. Can we get an OJ Simpson Antonio Law. Brown reality show? <laughs> and Johnny Menzel. That'd be terrifying and sad. <laughs> Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. Before right. the end of next season, we will have, and you guys can call me on this if you don't think my prediction is solid enough, we will have legitimate reports of an unhappy Carl Anthony Towns who wants out of Minnesota. You may not hear it from his mouth specifically, but we will have trustworthy, legitimate reports to indicate Carl Anthony Towns is unhappy and wants out of Minnesota. I'd like to say I don't think that's a home run. I don't know if it what? is. What? We already we already had we already he already commented on shot it down said it didn't happen the biggest star Ooh, I, the smoke's already there the biggest star in this market that's not a home run I don't think it's a home Let's run because I think okay. it's going to happen. Judd says it's not a home run. Listener Eric, is that a home run? Nah. Wow. Not for me. Wow. Jonathan? No. Sorry, man. Wow. You got to add something to it. We're pulling the jury. How am I going to add to that? Guilty. How do I add anything and to that? And he'll get hit by a car. Manny? <laughs> Manny, what's your thought? traded? They're 15 and 28, man. Like, they're they're gotta, not even on a 30-win pace right now. You got to add to it. Who's he getting traded to? I'm not... Yeah, if you're giving the team he's getting traded to, I'll, I'll go. Give me a team. 
Come on, Rami. I don't even know, F- man. Forced home runs. I thought I had a home run. I didn't think I'd have to have a plan B. That's my fault for not Rami, having a plan like B. One of your first write that down predictions was that Andrew Wiggins was getting traded to the Lakers. Yeah, because and I got forced <laughs> into what? that one too. You know what that is? <laughs> you can pull out something crazy. Infield fly rule batters out. I don't, That's what I don't understand was. how this is not a home run. Fine, he gets traded to the Warriors. I there guess. it is. Okay, now we got a home run. Swing and a drive. First pitch. It's two to nothing. I don't like this game. Anymore. The rain has come again. <laughs> Write it down. You like writing things down. Write this down. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Write this down. You thought the Bomba Squad was a massive home run hitting attraction last year. They had five hitters with at least 30 home runs on the team last year. This year, the Twins will have at least four hitters with 40 or more home runs on their roster. I don't know if that's a home run. Let's go around the room. I don't know if that's a home run. <laughs> Judd, is it a home run? 40 or more home runs. Ball I mean, I can think used. of four. two off the top of my head that are almost guaranteed 40, if they're healthy. Is, that's never happened I, before. I say yes. Literally never that's happened in the history it's of baseball. 40. If you you said know what else has never happened? Carl Anthony Towns being <laughs> traded. <laughs> but indications are there he's not going to be happy. You don't like the forced home run thing, and I get it. But, man, that was not a home run. I'm sorry. 40 to me, is not, 40 to me yes. 30, no. But you said 40. Write this down. Jonathan? You pull the rest of the room. That's a, a home travesty, run. a sham, and a mockery. Manny, home run? It's a travis sham, sham mockery. Four guys with 40? Four guys hitting 40. Yeah, that's, Dude, that's absurd. Okay. That's okay. I'm not arguing with you. Okay. All right, listener. It's Rami. <laughs> the guy that you hired from Milwaukee. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listener Eric, this is your final swing here. Make it good. All right, write this down. Tiger write this down. Go to Augusta. And he's going to repeat and win the Masters in 2020. Ooh, I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's a home run. I think you might have to add something to it. Yeah. How many strokes does he win? All right. By? You got to give us more. By at least five strokes. Okay. There it is. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Write this down. Man, if he wins the Masters by three or four strokes, Eric, we're sorry. Rest in peace, that prediction. But <laughs> Write it down. You like writing things down. These are forced home runs. That was runs. a good job, Eric. This is a man's Thank game. You. Forced home runs. All right, uh, Judd, back to you. Final prediction okay, for you. So far, I, I've heard, including for myself, home run predictions. I'm upping the stakes here, and I'm going, for the first time ever on this show, Grand Slam prediction. Okay? Write I, this down. I-94 will be shut down for one afternoon next fall for the World Series parade to go from Minneapolis to St. Paul. So not only do the Twins win the World Series, but I'm calling my shot I-94 for an afternoon will have to be shut down going east. Oh, well, we're saying we're, we're going. So we're, we're going, going to go Minneapolis to St. Paul. Again, I hope that this happens and it's west. No, 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 no. They are going. They're going west to east. All right. That's a All grand right. slam. There by it the is. Way. Back to back to John. Can I get the double? Can I get the Donaldson home run? Oh yeah, sure. Let me get <laughs> that. Thank here. you. It's uh, that's pretty good. That's that's pretty good. <laughs> Donaldson to left and hit an absolute ton. Oh my goodness! Oh man! All right, forced home runs here, Jonathan. Bring it home for us. All right, I said last week that the Twins would hit over 250 home runs. I want to up that to home run worthy status. The Twins will break their home run record they set last year. By at least 20 home runs. Oof. Wow. Oof. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. Boy, it is. I was going to say 325. Here, he just outdid that, didn't he? <laughs> he My did prediction was going to be 325 home runs. He for the said Twins. 327. What? 
Son of a... <laughs> What's wrong? What's wrong Write now? Write this down. Rami's like this. Is, Rami's the guy who has to follow like 1998 Mark McGuire in pregame batting practice. I feel like I'm following. This, this is ridiculous. I feel like I'm going up after Dave Chappelle at an open mic. You guys are ridiculous. <laughs> All right, back to Manny. <laughs> Write this down, gentlemen. Teddy Bridgewater will sign a contract with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this offseason. He will be their starting quarterback in 2020, obviously, mm-hmm. and he will get MVP votes. For the 2020 season for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Swing and drive, first pitch. It's two to nothing. The rain has come again. Well, Connor, because you're, you're, it's the team and it's an achievement, so we'll give it to you. All right, Rami, <laughs> write it down. You like writing things down. MVP votes. MVP. Ooh, or MVP. I'm going to borrow this one from our guy Mark in it. Minnesota. I like it. Who tweets in often? And I, I don't know if you guys saw this. <laughs> Mark tweeted it earlier. Write that down. But he's not the listener this week, so I'm going to do it for him. I'm going to put this in the pool for you, Mark, in Minnesota. Phil Mackey will announce on air that he and his new bride are expecting a child before they celebrate their second anniversary. <laughs> Write that down. Swag and a drive. First pitch. It's two to nothing. The rain has come again. Rami's the kid at the birthday party I who gets it. a tummy ache and, and has to go home because he got sad. <laughs> Do you want Sports Dad just to drive you home right and now? And then he resorts to making deeply personal predictions about his coworkers. <laughs> about his boss. <laughs> Write it down. I love you like it. writing things I down. Love I love it. We've, we, we usually get like when Never the... said I'm not petty. When, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's there's all kinds of Judd predictions that get put on the board throughout the years. We need more predictions about non-Judd people. Thank you. Yeah. And ain't nothing to do with Judd having a kid. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Dan tweets in, Petty Rami is tweeting is my spirit animal. <laughs> and final prediction of this, this down. forced home run edition of Write That Down. And thank you, listener Eric, for participating with us. Write this down. And I'm going to wait because I want Jonathan to hear this because he's he's getting our friend Josh on the phone here. I want to make sure he takes these notes especially <laughs> clear, okay? A man who has been mostly cast aside and forgotten and a guy who has been buried in the back of the minds of Twins fans will win the MVP award in 2020. Byron Buxton, your 2020 American oh. League most valuable oh, yeah. player. Oh, yeah. Write, Write this down. That Write it down. You like writing things down. Down. Everybody. Swing and a drive. First pitch. It's two to nothing. The rain has come again. There it is. You're swinging out of your cleats. We just ended one. on a high note. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to come back. Wetmore was at, he's the host wow. of the Scornout Twin Show. He was at the Josh Donaldson press conference. We'll get his thoughts and Patrick Royce's thoughts. We'll get to Derek Wetmore's thoughts. He just is uh, coming in from the Josh Donaldson press conference. We'll get Royce's thoughts on the biggest signing officially now in Twins free agent history. And Luther Brookdale Toyota will get you from point A to point B safely, most likely. I mean, it's up to you, too. You're driving the car. But with all of the state-of-the-art safety features and the four-wheel drive and the power of some of these Highlanders and some of these RAV4s and Forerunners, Tundras, Tacomas. There's great deals on winter-ready vehicles on the corner of 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard. Luther Brookdale Toyota is a place that my family and I have been going to for 30-plus years. And uh, there could just be there could be stress on your vehicle. There could be stress on you as a driver this time of year. And just leave it up to my friends at Luther Brookdale Toyota to give you that peace of mind. Take your vehicle in. If you have service that needs to be done, take it in to Steve and the service guys for a battery test, safety check, tire pressure, whatever it is. 
and uh, just make sure that you're feeling good on the roads this time of year in the winter. 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard and Luther Brookdale Toyota. Dot com. Also, before we get back to the show here, so in about, I don't know, three and a half weeks from right now, I am going to spearhead for the third time here Team Mackey, Team Score North, for the Big Climb downtown Minneapolis, benefiting the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. So the, the backstory for those of you who are new or maybe those of you who did listen a couple years ago. So my mom passed away way too young at the hands of a rare blood cancer about two, two and a half years ago. She was the absolute rock of our family. She brightened any room she walked into. Just one of those kind, generous souls who left way too early. And my mission after her passing has been to help wipe out blood cancers. I want to take that torch and walk it forward. Or in this case, climb it up the steps. MackieLLS.com. If you want to join Team Mackie, promo code Mackie gets you on the team for just 20 bucks. And if you raise $100 for our team, you get to climb with us, MackieLLS.com, if you want to help us climb some steps and wipe out blood cancers. And I know Jonathan's got his download coming up here, and Rami's knees will not let him climb up 53 stories. It is But not. maybe we can get Rami to ride the elevator and judge us on our times as we get to the top. Oh, I'm good we'll at see. judging people. Okay. Yeah, I will judge you all day long. I see. We've already got, we had like eight people on the team last year. I think we already have like Alex 12 Boone people on the team. Alex Boone is on Team Mackey this year, right? Alex Boone's going to rock it. There you go. I think Alex Boone, who does Navy SEAL training. What is, do you need me for? You got Alex Boone. He's probably going to win the whole thing. So, yeah, you and Judd can just sit in the elevators, <laughs> drink beer. I'll be across the street tomorrow. Sounds good. All right, Mackey and Jeff with Robbie. Jonathan here with the Score North download. We'll start off. Romstein is live at U.S. Bank Stadium on Sunday, August 30th. Tickets go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. at Romstein.com. Download the Score North app now for your chance to win tickets to the show. Boys, what was your favorite Eli Manning moment? Because just moments ago, the news came out that Eli Manning is set to announce his NFL retirement come Friday afternoon. Boys, your thoughts? You know what's funny? We weren't paying any attention because because Judd was asking us, "What's Romstein?" And when, <laughs> and when I thought our guy here had like a, a show going. Romstein was Romstein. It's my metal band, Judd. Okay. Yeah, I'm the lead singer. Are your German metal band? Yeah. It would not be hard to convince me that you were the lead singer of a metal band. <laughs> and I don't mean that as an offensive statement. But He's like, got the hair to I do it. I could totally see you rocking out. Yeah, I could too. I can have bang sure. with the best of them, man. I can yeah. see you like splitting Absolutely. your head open on the edge of a stage because you're <laughs> moshing around. Yeah, just Rockstein. screaming into a mic. I could see that. <laughs> That's what I'm sorry. That's metal, isn't it? Isn't hold that, on, isn't on, that what on, metal singers do nowadays? What was that noise again? <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, no problem. There it is. <laughs> and joining us now on the show is Chewbacca. <laughs> Score North download. Back to Mackie and Chad with Rami. All right. Mackie and Judd with Rami here. And Derek Wetmore, the host of the Score North Twin Show, is with us. You can find the Score North Twin Show on the free Score North app, Apple or Spotify. What were your main takeaways or your main takeaway? Let's start with the, the first one from Josh Donaldson today. Besides his $14,000 Rolex gold watch. Dude, that. That would have been it. Three-piece suit. I don't know how much that watch cost, but if you give that to Eddie Rosario, I think you can wear number 20 next year. That was my number one takeaway. Yeah. But I asked Falvey about, like, you guys talked about pitching, and, you know, Homer Bailey had a nice second half after the trade deadline and everything, but you pivoted. Like, there's there's not really two ways about it. You you pivoted 
from adding an impact pitcher to an impact hitter and fielder. Um, I guess I was just kind of curious to hear their stance on that. And I agree with what he said for the record, which is that Donaldson's glove at third base does help them pitch better. It will help them prevent more runs, right. I think, than they did a year ago. And his bat should score some runs, too. I think that lineup's going to score a few. And as somebody with the Twins, I, I ran that theory by him, that hot take. Ran somebody with the Twins and said, uh, yeah, this lineup, you add Josh Donaldson into it. I think you guys probably score a lot of runs this year. And they said, yep, it's about time that we score a few runs at Target Field. So I, I think it's a scary lineup. Righties, lefties, doesn't matter. What was your uh, opinion of what uh, Thad said on the station at the top of the show, basically, Derek Wetmore, about clearly, and I, I agree completely, I, I was a little bit surprised he articulated it so exactly, but it was great, that basically the 2019 Twins were this really nice story and nice club, and they became a lot of people's favorite, and they were such a, I think to use his word, cute story. Sure. And basically what he said is, we don't want to be cute. In fact, we don't want to be liked... I thought that was a really interesting admission, and it was. And you know what? Going back to, I, I think it's it's an acknowledgement, guys, of our whole thing about the Yankees, right? The big bad Yankees, and the Twins are like, "Oh, don't beat us! Oh, we're so sorry." Um, Josh Donaldson is another piece of the building block who's going to say Yankees. Okay, cool. Sounds good. Let's go there. <laughs> I but, stole my nickname from Spartacus. But the admission, but the admission to me is yeah, is yeah. great, and I I love the potential intensity that this guy is going to bring. It's fascinating that you say that because Josh Donaldson has been on both sides of the spectrum, and he brought this up himself. At one point, guys, he was the worst player in the majors by his own admission, and now he's Josh Bleepin Donaldson. I mean. Say what you want about how he's going to age into his mid thirties. Like this guy's a star. He he's a bona fide star that could earn a hundred million dollars with the Twins here. So I, the way I look at that, Judd is like the 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 they were loved last year maybe externally and they want to be hated maybe. Is that that development from some of those young guys that happened last year and caught some of us by surprise? Mitch Garver, Byron Buxton, Miguel Sano when he came back. Jose Barrios kind of taking that next step. I I don't know how this team is going to respond to that because now there are expectations. You win 101 games, score so many runs. You're going to have expectations on your shoulders. I'm kind of curious to see how this group responds to it, but I agree with your point 100%. Josh Donaldson's not going to let him back down from that. He doesn't seem like that kind of guy to me. You asked him about why he feels so confident that he can he can perform in t- from his mid thirties into his late thirties. Was I too mean with that question? By the way, no, Rami? I don't think okay, so. I, I don't wanna... think so at all. Dude, you're old as, you're old as dirt. How, yeah. how is this going to play out in two or three years? <laughs> I thought I saw a tear though from Josh. Like so his feelings were hurt. Like, he, he, was, like he was fat shamed or old or yeah, elderly he felt, yeah, shamed. He felt Age shamed. Ageist by Ageist. the stats guy, but. He he seems like a guy who, and you don't you don't know this about somebody if you don't if you don't cover him or see him day in and day out. A lot of these guys are just naturally gifted, and they walk onto a baseball field without really doing a whole lot and can put up huge numbers and 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 crush bone bus. But this sounds like a guy who, at least for the last few years, has taken very seriously how he takes care of his body and trying to trying to stay ahead of age and 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 what that will do to a major league baseball career. 100%. That's the story of the contract to me. I I like the pitching angle. I like the fact that, whoa, this was a great offense and they added a bat instead of another big arm with apologies to Homer Bailey, Tyler Clippert, and Rich Hill. Um, There's just something about signing a 34-year-old player, Rami, to an 
a deal that could be five years if the option kicks mm-hmm. in. And, and if not, if you turn it down by the time he's in his late 30s, you're paying him $8 million bucks to go away at that time. It's a fascinating contract for that reason. And he said, to, to his credit, the level of commitment and sacrifice that it's taken to be at this level. I mean, skipping things in the offseason, commitment to diet and everything like that, taking care of your body, being really in tune with that, which is all you ever hear about Donaldson these days, by the way. Um, that's going to go a long way to seeing if he can buck that trend of guys who get worse in their 30s. But let's call out the elephant in the room here, guys. That's the trend for a reason. Most guys don't start in their 30s and say, like, all right, this it's been a pretty good career. I'm probably going to peter out here. Most guys try to extend yeah. their career, right? That's why the Judd Zulgad rule exists. And if he can buck it, good for him. But the trend is guys at this age, even stars, they tend to get worse with age, well, not better. I would say just real quick, and we're going to wrap with Royce here in a second too, but I think we're also at a point now in 2020 with all athletes, you're seeing it with quarterbacks, that I'd be curious to see what the age curves look like from now until the next decade. Because I, I yes. think there's a chance that older players, not just you know once in a while with a Nelson Cruz, but I think based on diet and training and nutrition, everything we know, it's going to be easier to be productive at age 36 now than it was 10 or 15 or 20 or 50 years ago. I think so too, but how much? We don't know. That's an unanswerable question. And the uh, stats wonks, the nerds among us, will go take that aging curve and adjust it for post-steroid era, right? Because it's it's probably easier to hit Bombas if you can keep a little bit of that edge artificially into your 30s. And now that the game is, you know, somewhat cleaned up, at least relative to where it had been, I think that I think that it might be a new era here, Phil, but there's still there's just a lot of a lot of data to suggest that Josh Donaldson is the exception. Um and he is an exceptionally talented player, so we'll see. That's Derek Wetmore. You can find him on the Score North Twin Show, anywhere you find podcasts, Apple, Spotify, or the Score North app. And then tomorrow from noon to two, Glenn Perkins is going to be part of this. Yes. A Twins winter recap leading into the uh, into the Twins Fest festivities this weekend. We thought it's a good time now that Josh Donaldson's official to do a two-hour Twins winter recap tomorrow from noon to 2 right here live on Score North and the Score North app. So, Derek, thanks for swinging by. Thanks, guys. You can find his work and Judd's work here in written form on scorenorth.com. And Patrick James Royce is down in, well, probably not sunny anymore because it's probably dark down there, but you're in Fort Myers, and I got a feeling that this is going to be one of the more exciting spring trainings for Twins fans, too, with Josh Donaldson coming down there in a few weeks. Yeah, well, did he win the press conference? I think he, I think he did. His $15,000 okay. Rolex definitely won the press conference. <laughs> he got the nice watch, huh? He, didn't, he probably didn't buy it on a New York street corner either, huh? Probably not. <laughs> From a fellow that did with a, just a slightly differently spelled Rolex, R-O-L-E-K. K-S, yeah. Doesn't have one of those, probably. Well, yeah, it's that's good. People will... You know, I think people are signing on to this. Uh, we're still going to have that. They have to get a picture of the big clowns. But uh, it's nice to have some uh, good news with all that is befalling baseball uh, right now. It's, uh, you know, they, you know, all of a sudden the Twins are going to be one of the fields. Uh, Dustin told me last week that uh, once when this signing broke, he started hearing from, all, you know, from MLB Network, ESPN, hey, we're going to come in. We want to spend the 
you know, earlier in camp and spend a day there. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of it used to be, oh, yeah, we're going to be in town doing the Red Sox and we're going to come over for an hour, you know. So uh, this, uh, you know, Donaldson signing has changed the uh, narrative down there quite a bit. Pat, what's the biggest press conference win you've ever seen? Like where you walked out of an introductory press conference and you were like, that was a blowout. That wasn't even close. That guy just dominated that game today. <laughs> I've never been really big on he won the press conference. Uh, I, I where did that start, most, Pat? Uh, the most, who? I said, where, where did that start, too? The, the whole I, notion of sure. you won the press conference. I think Tim Brewster might have started with when he lost it in a landslide. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, that, that's probably the last 10, 15 years, you know. I, I, I would guess maybe 15 years ago it started. He won the press conference. And not very well, – the good thing about that is if you're not up there and you stumble around like a complete idiot, you won the press conference. And if you stumble around like a complete idiot, well, he's a shy guy, but he's a hard worker. So you always win the press conference. Nobody's ever mad at you right off the bat, are they? Uh, unless children, children. Unless you're me, children. Unless you're me with Brewster. Yeah, children lost yeah. that press conference children. the second that Bud said, "Get closer to the microphone." <laughs> yeah, Chili was. Uh, Chili did not. He, 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 Chili, you know, Chili was okay, but he spent that first year trying to be what he thought a football coach should be instead yeah. of the football coach that he was. And might have, once the public perception is out, uh, plus was Chili the first guy to hide? Behind the uh, card to give all the signals because we, we gave a lot of crap about that too, right? Hiding behind the uh, the play card. Remember the two guys? Yeah, yeah remember the yes. two guys that showed up at the dome dressed up with the play card and they had <laughs> yeah. like four plays on the thing. Remember those two guys? They were great. Up like chili. It was hilarious. Yeah, and. They showed it on the broadcast, which was unbelievable. Uh, the, uh, I don't think the Vikings put it on the board, but the uh, they showed it on the broadcast. But Chili was underrated. He wasn't that bad a guy. Yeah, uh, but he he did lose the, he did lose the press conference. That's for sure. Patrick, I think Paul Fenton lost the press conference. Did did, you, don't you think, Judge? He wasn't. He was, you know, he was. Tim Tim lost every press conference he ever did. He, did Tim lose his first one? Uh, Tibbs had that sure. weird grin wanted, on his face. Yeah, he was, he was sort of happy. Tibbs always wanted it to get over with. Yeah, I feel you like Tibbs threw were... press conferences because he just didn't want to yeah. do them anymore. He, he just yeah, he... He, wanted to, he wanted to get them over with. So you, those are the guys that uh, you know, the ones that lose them are the ones that don't actually want to answer a question. Yeah. Pat, were you the you one? Rocco won the. Let me say one thing. Rocco won the press conference last year. That gave us. Uh, Six months of the most boring quotes in the history of mankind. So, you know. <laughs> Pat, were you the one guy who didn't vote for Derek Jeter? Yes, but I had good reasons. Wait, are you As serious? I out today. Are you serious? I, I pointed out today. I had good reasons. One reason is he gave terrible quotes. Another reason was that uh, he went along with Adam Wainwright's cheating in the All-Star game. And uh, the other reason he's so terrible is a Miami Marlins uh, <laughs> Miami Marlins executive. Nobody voted for him, for God's sake. Okay. I just, but 
But Reavers suggested it was me today, so I went on Twitter and gave those three <laughs> reasons as to why I didn't vote for him. And of course, there's not too many people went for it. I'll say that. I was, I was hoping that I was hoping that would get picked up and get spun around the <laughs> aggregators today. Yeah, I thought maybe it might that somebody would actually take it seriously. You know, once some, some some blogger somewhere in Amarillo or something to get it started. But we found out who was the guy who didn't. Vote Do they have internet in Amarillo? Oh, I don't even know. I, I don't know. Anyway, it's, uh, yeah, this is, uh, Twins Fest is like a, this is the Rocco Twins Fest, right? A little two-day deal, in and out. Is that the way it works? This yeah, year? Friday, Saturday, no, no Sunday. What time they start on Friday? The noon or something? Four o'clock. Because it used to be, oh, so it's Friday is no longer than it ever was then, huh? Four to ten and then to Saturday and get out of Dodge, huh? The new Rocco Restaurant Recovery from Twins Fest. <laughs> That's right. They have to. Well, as I as I, in that video I said yesterday, the reason they got rid of Perry's Hill down here is they they don't they don't want these guys to be exercising their legs too hard and get tired running up the hill. They got to run them on flat ground now. So yeah, it's uh, but anyway. So uh, I uh, managed. I got a piece that they already uh, posted on. Uh, on my guy Willie Burton and uh, and Clam and the whole relationship and uh, that's 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 the one reason I'm upset I'm down here because uh, Saturday night they got thirty of those fellas eating pork chops at Hoyts and uh, I think I could have squirreled in an invitation to be there and hear those stories that would have been something that oh 89 and ninety teams they start telling Willie stories. That's going to be a three-hour roast when those guys start telling Willie stories. <laughs> they all have Willie stories because uh, uh, there's a there's a million of them, man. Him and Clem, man. Richard Coffey told me if I had five dollars for every time I heard Willie, 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 what are you doing? <laughs> Clem said that he said I had more money than me playing in the NBA and. He said, also, I can't count on my toes and fingers the times we had a big huddle and Clement drew out some play at a big moment of the game and we broke the huddle and Willie says, what play we run? <laughs> <laughs> Pat, is Cle- is Clem, has Clem been, have they welcomed him back for anything or is he, has he just been? Uh, well, yeah, you know, he came back. Yeah, he's going to be back for this. And, and uh, you know, the, one, the first time he came back was like big, Oh nine, they had a thing for the eighty nine team, ninety team, and he came okay. back. But remember, they, he was sitting in the stands, and the players called him up to the court. Yeah, and that's when Tubby was coaching because they didn't. I can't remember who was the woman, women's AD. She was just going. Uh, nuts Beth they, they, something. They, yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, they were just going nuts that Clem got up on the court, and uh, and then we were all talking to him. And then he came back, but I don't know if he's been. Inside Williams, he's been back for a couple of events with these guys when the players invited him back. But uh, I'm not sure if he's been back inside Williams uh, since that 9 one. He hey, might have been back one more. Hey, Pat, you know you know what, what we could do the night that Burton's jersey goes in the rafters? Mark Coyle. What, put up the banner? Yes. Put up the banner. Yeah, and in a surprise, <laughs> raise the banner, banner, Final Four, and, they were there. And by the way, we got two tonight. Bobby Jackson, number 24, is yeah. up there, too. <laughs> I, I love that idea. Let's, let's do a doubleheader. 
Love you it. Know, two of my two of my favorite guys, but that uh, you know the eighty nine ninety team. We had such incredible access to those guys back then. We we got to know all of them, and, and, and it was you know Richard Good Club said to me the other day. He says, "Hey, did you ever see that that video of you getting kicked in the head by Richard Coffey in that game?" And I said, "Yeah, for twenty five years, <laughs> it was on the blooper reel for twenty five years." And, uh, but Coffey, I was talking to him yesterday, and he was he told me he saw it again the other day. He got a good laugh out of it. So yeah. Awesome. Right. Pat, we will catch you again on Friday, and people can find new Royce videos on Score North Twitter twice a week, too. Right. If they want to see Pat pontificating oh, okay. from Fort Myers, come, come follow okay, us. Okay, I got to. Yeah, the one the other day, I, I think I regressed again. The second one wasn't bad, the third one was pretty horse crap. So I'll try to do better tomorrow. Step your game Step up. Out. All right, see you, Pat. <laughs> he's Bye. Doing, he's, doing, he's doing videos multiple days a week on Score North Social, and they are gold. He's also trolling people because he's just in 85-degree weather in Fort Myers. And then he, he's accusing Seth of trying to make him look bad, too. I saw that last night. Patrick Seth. is a skilled troll. He's For his age, it's unbelievable. It's amazing. Yeah, he, I mean, he uses Twitter better than any of us do. Absolutely. Breaking news, boys. Maya Moore has announced, I guess, that she will sit out a second consecutive season yeah. to fight criminal justice reform and the release so, of, Jer- of Jonathan Irons. And she's in her 30s now, right? She's not, she's not she's coming back to the WNBA at this point. Yeah. She is, yeah. I There's just, almost no way. I guess that this is it. And Cheryl Reeves sent out a statement. Too bad. Great player. Speaking of the criminal justice system, we'll have to get into this tomorrow. Did you guys see the story about Gritty? The Philadelphia yes. Flyers mascot? Yes. Let's and get to this tomorrow. A Pro bono. Kid. I'll represent him. No law degree. I'll represent him. With Rami crazy eyes. At the Home Depot, we have plenty of Christmas trees to make your holidays even more magical. Hundreds of full, easy-to-assemble artificial trees that look so real, you may be convinced they actually are. And for those who love that fresh pine smell, we have a parking lot full of fresh-cut trees to call your own. We'll even help you load your tree in the car so you can bring home the holidays. The Home Depot. How doers get more done.